In today's episode, I speak with Brian Littlefield. He is the CEO and co-founder of Origin Labs and Jocko Fuel. He's also the co-host of the podcast Hands and Daylight. Uh, we dig into his background, how he got started from uh, building cars and working on race teams to evolving into owning um, a supplement store to becoming the uh, CEO and co-founder of Origin Labs. And uh, as we joked on the episode, the mad scientist in formulating these uh, products that the Origin offers and the ingredients and the importance of transparency in formulating those supplements, the integrity and quality, uh, and making sure that these things that go into it are helpful. They are quality grade as well as there's research behind it. So you're not getting kind of the snake oil as we joke on the episode, but also the a bit of a trust but verify, right? And validate what's in what you're consuming and that there's not anything sneaking in there, uh, such as some of these uh, fake sugars or various sugars. So Origin and Brian take that very seriously. We also get into a little bit about uh, Origin and the overall company and the various lines of business that they operate in and their ethos, their core values that integrity matters, that quality matters, and focusing on uh, the made in the USA when and where possible as a core thread to include um, during these interesting times, being able to pivot, uh, you know, exemplifying that American ingenuity to adapt and adjust to circumstances and find opportunity even in the hardest moments. So uh, enjoy, sit back, listen, and thanks for listening. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Rest and Recovery Podcast. Today with me is Brian Littlefield, CEO and co-founder of Origin Labs, Jocko Fuel, and the co-host of Hands and Daylight Podcast. Welcome, Brian. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, you know, Origin Labs, you guys uh, produce nutritional supplements um, got some background in jujitsu and uh, obviously the podcast, but wanted to get a little background about you and kind of how you got to this point in your career. And yeah, absolutely. I get that question uh, fairly often, actually. And <clears throat> a lot of people ask me, like, are you a doctor? They don't know. Uh, no, for, first and foremost, I'm not a doctor. So just a mad uh, scientist. Just, yeah. I mean, actually, that's the best way to describe it really is someone who spent like years and years and years diving into the literature and looking at science-based facts about nutraceuticals and, and health and wellness and giving it an alternative approach to what most people in the industry look at as, um, you know, bro science. And then on the other spectrum of it, like, let's say pharmaceuticals. And there's, right. a, there's a pretty big gap in between there of ingredients that actually have science to, to back their validity and that don't need to be like gray area ingredients like hormones and peptides and stuff like that, or the snake oil type of ingredients that, you know, come on to the market every couple of years and then, you know, fall by the wayside because they don't really have any uh, efficacy and, and, and no literature behind them. Right. So what I ended up, uh, how I got started, I guess, would be um, the long story is I was in school um, for, for, uh, actually for automotive engineering and really, yeah, yeah. I, I took off from Maine. I grew up in Maine and I uh, had a buddy of mine. I was into cars and, you know, I, he just was like, I was a little bit lost after high school. I had gone to school for business and then it had lost my interest. And then I, uh, had, had ran into a buddy and he's like, Hey, let's go to this school. In Ohio, it's the only accredited school where you can actually get a real degree to work and build race cars. And I was like, well, this sounds awesome. I'm just going to wing it. And so let's go. So I did. And and I had a lot of fun doing it. I worked for a short period on a race team. But during that period, the balance had shifted. And, and in high school, I had stopped um, really working out. I had stopped taking care of myself and started to gain weight and, and stopped doing athletics where I started having interest in in, in other things. And the balance had shifted and I became very unhealthy, 
And in college, my first year, I, I blew up and I was, you know, I'm 5'10 and I was about 265 pounds of just pure mess. It, it was not good. And I had grown up in a household. My father was very holistic. He took supplements uh, for his health. He was older. I was the last of um, essentially five brothers and two sisters uh, from oh, wow. two households. Yeah. So I was, I was the very youngest. I was the baby. And, you know, he, I grew up around him talking about health, wellness, nutrition. He lived it. And, you know, and believed in, in, in supplementation to help with longevity and, and life extension. So, um, it was always there, but I had never really practiced it. I was young and healthy and I had never really needed that focus. At least I thought. Sure. <laughs> so fast forward a couple of years, I'm in school, the balance has shifted. I'm severely out of shape. I'm pre hypertensive at the age of 23, 24. It was not good. And I had a buddy, I made a, a, a close friend and he convinced me to go to the gym with him. And I started working out and he handed me a book on nutrition and I started reading into it and reading into it. And it was really bad. It was by a really, um, not well-known supplement company out there, but it, it sparked something. And I just went down this rabbit hole. And, and from there, my complete focus had shifted on, on getting back in shape taking care of myself and realizing that I was on the wrong path. And very quickly I found myself um, staying up late. And instead of focusing on the papers that I should have been doing for school, I'm reading medical literature, scientific studies on ashwagandha and, <laughs> and things where yeah. like I just down this complete rabbit hole and I didn't know what I was going to use it for, but it just intrigued me. And I was always, interested in science. I always did really well in science. My, a lot of my family is in the medical field and they always kind of wondered why I didn't gravitate that way. I was a, a, a nerd when it came to uh, anatomy and physiology and, and those types of things growing up. So the interest was always there, um, but it sparked something and, and I went for it. And so I just read and read and read. And, and I believe that's, you know, really the best way you can educate yourself is to just dive into something head first yeah, absolutely. And, and immerse yourself. And that's what I did. And, and, um, from there I went back to school for business. And at the same time, about a year before I graduated, uh, I started a brick and mortar supplement store attached to the gym that I was training jujitsu at. I had started training jujitsu a number of years before that during my mission to get healthy. And I just knew I wanted to provide our customers and outside customers within the community. This was in Ohio at the time, by the way. Uh, I, I knew I wanted to provide them with better products based on all the research I had done. And then for the next three to four years, I was able to uh, sample hundreds, if not thousands of different products and samples and companies and read into the literature and the way they operated. And then quickly I realized not only do I want to make this my focus going forward, but I know that there's a lot of things out there in the industry, in the nutritional and, and, and supplement industry specifically that really need to be changed. There's a lot of gray area ingredients that were coming across my desk. There were, a lot of ingredients that just didn't need to be in products, a lot of fillers, a lot of binders, a lot of things that a lot of people actually still don't know about that we try and educate people about. Yeah. It's uh, kind of like the rest yeah. of the big food industry and things of that nature is like, it's like, if you can't articulate the word other than a few things like ashwagandha, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, that it's like, okay, should I really be consuming this and putting this into my body? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's hard as a consumer with everything that we're thrown at us on a daily basis between media, social media, uh, all the advertising that's ran on a daily basis to actually educate yourself. Like how can we expect consumers to, to know what they're looking for? Like how to actually read through the lines and, and see the things that they need to see and also recognize like the things to avoid, you know, thankfully there's a huge trend right now to avoid sugar. Yes. Like, Th yeah. Thankfully, you know, because for decades, 
we were promoting, you know, this low fat, you know, high carb, high sugar diet based on like the food pyramid, which is absolutely terrible. Yep. And, yep. and, and, and if anything, uh, it's probably upside down. It is pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really it is. And, and actually there's probably some things on there that shouldn't even be on there. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, um, thankfully that is, is being, um, burnt into consumers minds. Like, you know, the keto, uh, fad, uh, is huge, which I think is a good thing. Low carb has been around for a little while, but people are starting to realize that sugar is really bad. And I think along with that, along those lines, people will start to educate themselves on other things like consumption of too much caffeine, excuse me, and, and, and all the other things that come, but it is extensive. So it's important for consumers to, to be educated, but the general consumer can't know all of that. So part of my mission was to create a line of products that I believed would hit all of those factors, no fillers, no binders using Something that actually very little, actually, probably nobody else in the industry talks about this, but it's called active capacity in a formula. So, for instance, if you were to look at, which most most consumers don't know this, but if you were to look at like a capsule, and there's different size capsules, right? there's a total amount of volume that you can cram in that capsule. Most of the time, when you see like a two or three or four cap serving of something, if you were to add up the active ingredients, it's only actually going to add up to about 40 to 60% of what you can actually cram in there. So you know that the rest of the ingredients in there are fillers. Oh, really? That's yes. So that's very common. So when a company will come out with like, let's say a three cap formula and the active ingredients will add up to 500 milligrams a majority of the rest of those capsules is actually filled with some sort of filling agent. Now that is always, I'm going to say that's always not good because you always want to consume only the active ingredients that you need to consume, right? You don't want to have to take the other stuff, but on our products, we use only natural excipients. Now you're always going to have some excipients to flow through the machinery. When when you you say excipients, what, what, what do you mean by that? So an excipient, what that is, is, It'll be an agent that's used with something that's sticky to get it to flow through. So like a carrier agent or a facilitator. So uh, like like, uh, curcumin, for instance, is very sticky uh, from the tuberin crew. And it's it's an amazing ingredient. We use it in our joint product. It's it's amazing for anti-inflammatory reasons, but it's very sticky and it binds and it sticks to everything particular ingredients like that, they need excipients to flow through the machinery to actually get them in the capsule. So what we do is we use like organic, uh, it's called new rice. Uh, We use an organic rice versus using, you know, companies will use, oh man, there's a number of them, but artificial ingredients that will be used as excipients. And you see them in the other ingredients part portion of the bottle, which a lot of people don't really look at. Uh, yeah, so I mean, they, you can see that in a variety of things too, where you know the intended binding agent is used for that as a carrier, but then it turns out that binding agent itself is not really healthy for you. Uh, yes, that's that's correct, exactly. Uh, so the formula itself could be great, but the the added agents in it could be, you know, something that's causing you to either uh, damage your health long term. It could be causing some sort of allergen sensitivity. Right. Something along those lines. So I knew that things like that mattered. Keeping things low sugar mattered or no sugar. So all of our formulas uh, have, of course, no added sugar. And if there's any naturally occurring sugars, we try and keep those extremely limited. And then, of course, we don't add any, add any additional carbs unless necessary. And every one of our powder products and drink products are sweetened with monk fruit. Okay. Uh, which is, Lower in glycemic. my opinion, the healthiest natural sweetener on the uh, in the industry today. Yeah, it's a little smoother ride from a sugar perspective. Yeah, so monk fruit is zero calorie, zero sugar. It's all natural. It's one of the only. I look at uh, if if you can put sweeteners on a level playing field. If you go all the way to the bottom on a negative spectrum, that would be sugar, <laughs> or or worse would be like high fructose corn syrup. 
Yeah. Right. And then yeah. you work your way up to, you know, all the variations in between you work your way up to like raw cane sugar. And then above that you have, you know, like agave and then you have honey and then you get into your artificial sweeteners that have those, you know, they have their issues like super stevia. Yeah. Stevia is, is there's really two natural sweeteners on the market right now, stevia and, and monk fruit that are zero calorie, zero sugar sweeteners. And stevia has some history of its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it particularly has a bitter aftertaste, although some of the newer, highly extracted versions are getting better. But we knew that monk fruit, although it was very expensive, uh, was the superior alternative. And it actually has been shown to have positive health benefits over the long term, which is the only sweetener, period, that, that actually has been shown to do that. So... That's why we, we chose monk fruit and, you know, that we, we sacrifice margin for that particular reason. Like I tell people all the time, people are like, well, how expensive is monk fruit? Well, how, how much is a, is a kilo or a pound of sugar? What, I don't know, two or three bucks. Yeah. Like, probably in that range. Probably in that range at the grocery yeah. store. A, a kilo of monk fruit is about $400. <laughs> so the difference when people when people ask you know hey you're, you you have a premium product we do but if you look at it it's it's similarly priced in the rest of the industry but we don't compromise well and it goes back to the quality grade too and what we're talking about with sugars some of it is also the processing of the sugar and the fact that they're able to even add non-real ingredients yeah. to kind of go with it that dilutes the cost so it makes a a misperception that somehow the dollar about, you know, it's cheaper, you know, yes. even though it's just junk. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And unfortunately that's the way it is with a lot of ingredients, you know, even things like uh, sucralose, a lot of people like Splenda or sucralose as an artificial sweetener. And if, if you're an individual and your goal is to simply lower your total caloric intake or lower your total sugar intake because of, you know, diabetic reasons or, or whatever the reason may be. And you really like sucralose and you don't get any of the uh, side effects that some people do from that more power to you. I think that you're consuming a way better product than sugar, right? Sugar is known to do massive damage on us in the, in the long term and somewhat even in the short term. So, it's always, like I said, it's that scale, starting at the very bottom, working your way up towards what I would call good sweeteners. Um, and, and, and those would be uh, a close second, in my opinion, would be stevia and then, of course, monk fruit. So um, things like that. And then to take it a step further, all of our – any product that we use, um, any ingredient, any phytochemical, whatever it is, has – scientific literature to back it up for it being in our formula we do not put something in our formula because uh it's the newest hottest thing or you know uh, some celebrity is endorsing this particular thing right now like that's just not what we do so everything is science-based in our in our products and then of course we don't use any proprietary formulas either which is very unique in the industry Uh, a lot of Supplement manufacturers will use proprietary formulas, um, and they'll say it's because they are hiding their IP. They, they want to hide their intellectual property. They want to pr- protect you from copying them. And, and really, it's, that's not true. What it is is you'll always look at the proprietary formula. And if you do a quick Google search, you can find out this information. Google the top ingredient. By by the very top because they have to list the top ingredient right as the right. most with the most volume. Right. Google that top ingredient, or go to Amazon and, and and Google that as a powder and look at the price, and then Google or 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 Amazon the last ingredient, and that'll likely be the most expensive ingredient. So this is a bad thing in the supplement industry, and that's in that proprietary formula. It can be ninety nine point nine percent that first ingredient. And literally a gram or a microgram of all the other ingredients in there, and it can still be that proprietary formula. Got it. So that's something that we don't do. <laughs> we do not do proprietary formulas. Everything is stated out 
uh, on the label. And of course, people are like, hey, they're, you know, your competitors are going to see your top products and copy you. Well, that's wonderful. Good. I hope they do because we want to set the trend of people being transparent with consumers. Yeah. And it, I mean, it speaks to, you know, a level of integrity that I think is, um, you know, missing a little bit in, in kind of the food industry and supplementation industry too. Like you kind of made the, the joke on the snake oil salesman and like, that's yeah. been like kind of that sliding scale within the environment a little bit where, um, you know, you don't know what is or isn't quality. So transparency is, is pretty important. It is, you know, and, and those, and, and it, there's a few more factors, but those are the primary factors that I set out on personally and found alignment with certain individuals. And even though it's very different than nutrition and supplementation, when I met uh, who would be my, my business partner uh, a few years ago, Pete Roberts, the founder of Origin, I knew that we aligned with our ability to basically make a stand and, and hold that integrity, like you mentioned, and be able to sacrifice uh, sales, sacrifice profits, sacrifice anything you needed to, to be able to hold the line. And when we formed that partnership, I knew that it was going to be uh, an alignment that we could that basically, you know, stand the test of time. And that's what happened. So to, to connect my story through jujitsu, I met Pete Roberts uh, and, and stumbled on origin. And he at the time was manufacturing jujitsu gis out of a very small 4,000 square foot timber frame factory uh, in, in the woods of industry, Maine. And I was up visiting family early on and, and training and I, I stopped by to train at his facility. I knew what he was doing from a business standpoint, but I, I didn't make that connection. And then when I walked in, the very first time I walked in, he had had, I believe at the time, one loom. And it's something, you know, sometimes in life, you walk in somewhere or you go somewhere or you see something in front of your eyes and it changes your perspective. Yeah. And I walked through those doors and right in front of me was this massive, you know, 9,000 pound loom with 4,000 moving parts in the middle of the woods in nowhere, <laughs> weaving fabric. And I was like, this is insane. Like, this is absolutely insane. It's counterintuitive, right? Almost. It is. At least historically where we've been over the last however long since, you know, manufacturing has kind of dipped in the U.S., yeah, and I had just graduated business school where all my professors were like, manufacturing is dead, you know, and 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 the 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 service industry is the future. You you need to carve that path. And and I walk in and I see someone resurrecting manufacturing, and I was like, this is someone that I can align with. And of course, our passions aligned as well because we were both obsessed with jujitsu, and it, it's a great community. And I knew that it, it would be a good home. So at that time, I had had my uh, my store open a few years. I had seen this other mission. I wanted to help Pete. I started doing things on the side with him. And then sure enough, it took off. And Pete's like, hey, we, we need to get you back here. And I ended up uh, dissolving my business with my partner uh, in Ohio and moving back to Maine and, and going full-time with Origin. So you were still in Ohio when you connect, first connected with Pete? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what brought me back to the state of Maine uh, where I grew up. So. Um, we, we, I came back and, and just went to work with Pete trying to do everything we could to, to build origin. And so supplements weren't necessarily on the table just yet. For something we had discussed because he knew what I was doing. He knew my background. We kind of knew it was going to happen at some point. It was kind of part of the vision at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And only four months later, there was a nutritional company that actually was based out of Maine that was selling products in the jujitsu uh, sector and that came up for sale. And we were like, well, this is, <laughs> I guess it's meant to be. Let's coincidental, right? Yeah. And Pete had known the guy through the jujitsu community. Okay. So we went and sat down with him and figured out what he wanted. And we, it, it just made sense. We crossed referenced our customer base. A lot of them aligned. We knew it would plug in well to the lineup. And 
it would give me the ability to add a tremendous amount of value to the origin brand. Uh, and, and that's what we did. And, and we partnered and we went and purchased the, the company and we, re- we rebranded it. We ended up reformulating it and, and really taking it to the next level. Only a year later, we had the introduction made with Jocko. Uh, for those that don't know, Jocko Willink, uh, he is a, um, a long list of things, yeah. uh, former Navy SEAL commander, uh, retired um, Navy officer. He was the uh, director of West Coast SEAL team training. He's a best-selling author, top podcaster. I could go on and on. And, and, yeah. and Jocko is passionate about American manufacturing and jujitsu. So he actually um, reached out to us, oddly enough. Oh, really? Yeah, we were kind of wondering like, how you guys got linked up with Jocko. Yeah, and and that's exactly what happened. Like we were like head down. Actually, Pete and I joke uh, when we first connected with Jocko. He's like, I've been trying to get a hold of you guys for a couple of years. Do you guys answer your emails from your inquiry on your website? And and <laughs> he kind of laughed and apologized. But at the same time, it's just we were so head down trying to figure out this manufacturing thing, trying to rebrand this nutritional thing. It was just, you know. Lots of lots of hours, lots of hands in daylight, and just pushing and pushing and pushing, and really just blinders on um, for good and bad. When we linked up with Jocko, again, immediate synergy. Uh, obviously, uh, lots of discipline, yeah. uh, the ability to stick to the plan and and not waver, and uh, it, it just it's so much alignment happened between, between all three of us. So we knew that we had the ability with this partnership to grow because we had Pete who was this expert in, in marketing and who was becoming a a powerhouse in the manufacturing side of things. And, and myself who had the knowledge about nutrition and formulation and, and product uh, again, procurement and manufacturing. And then you had Jocko, who was our voice. Yeah. Like he opened up the door to tell everybody, hey, there's these crazy guys up in Maine that are doing things that are very unique to two very different industries, but very much aligned. Yeah. And and that's what happened. And and we all became partners and, and rolled it out. And, you know, Jocko wanted his own line of products that were for him. You know, he's like, listen. Uh, we're probably going to sell products uh, because, you know, I have a big reach, but that's not the goal. He's like, I want to make products that I want to take. I don't care about making the top products. So we didn't say, um, hey, a, a high stim pre-workout is the number one selling nutritional product right now. That's what we need to do first. And yeah. then, you know, fat burners are are hot. We need to do that next. You know, we didn't do that. He's like, I want something for my joints right now. So we launched joint warfare. He was already taking krill oil. So we formulated a very, very high potency krill oil, you know, and just one product after another, after another. And we rolled so it on what he wanted. Yeah. So it was more lifestyle oriented that supported his yes. lifestyle. And it just happened to be, Oh, these are the categories and the things that it fits. So Absolutely. Kind of, you know, traditionally from a marketing or business standpoint, not opposite, but you're really coming from the ground up of what the clientele would really want yes more than just oh what's going to sell yeah and you know it, it was one of the things where we knew that we had Jocko's voice and we knew that we could make great products so rather than just follow the industry standard we were going to do what we were going to do and if it was successful it was successful and if it wasn't it wasn't but we were going to stick true to what we wanted to do and, and that's what we did. And, and it has thank you know, th- very thankfully it has been very successful. Um, and, and the products, uh, have been, uh, recepted very well. So we're, we're very excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really neat. You kind of mentioned it when you said you walked into the jujitsu room with Pete and it was kind of like that gut feeling. 
right? Mm-hmm. Where you're, you're in the right place at the right time. You just yep. know that what, whatever you want to call it, God's ordained providence, kismet, whatever the heck it yeah. is. You just know you've just hit something and it's just going to turn into a force multiplier. Mm-hmm. It just, it just sounds like that, that you're just kind of hitting the right, uh, chord. And, um, and just not that you need my validation, but on the outside looking in, it certainly looks like you're on the tip of the spear of a number of things that are kind of transforming, I think in the U S at least, uh, when it comes to manufacturing and the supplementation, uh, piece of it is just where your head is, is, is really cool. Well, absolutely. And, and thank you. And, and you're right. When, when I walked into the original factory, when I walked into that room, I knew that there was something special. You know, you just have those moments in life where something just resonates with you. It connects with you. You know, whatever your belief system is, it, it just, you feel something deeper. It's not just emotion. It, it's just something that says like, this is going to change the path that I'm on. And, and that's what happened. Uh, and, and, uh, and I'm very thankful for it. And we, you know, are continuing to push down this mission and we've been more defined recently than ever with the whole situation with the Corona COVID, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Pandemic, um, where we've had to, you know, rethink our business model, rethink our strategies because Pete and I, early on when this happened, uh, I was actually on a business trip down to New York. Uh, my wife was with me and we were in you know, a week before this thing, basically a week before New York got on lockdown. We were down there. We were in Manhattan. We were in Long Island. We were in Jersey City. And then we were back up to Boston. Oh, wow. Right All during the spots. It was, it was crazy. And uh, to see the, that that transformational shift happening where people were wearing masks, there were sanitizers in every Uber, every store you went into, every restaurant. It was very, you could see the shift happening. And to come back with that, you know, Pete and I sat uh, just a few feet away from me and, and, you know, we knew that something, we knew it was going to be very, very impactful. We knew it was going to be big. And Pete, it's, it's, Thankfully to all of our workforce on the manufacturing side, you know, we have 50 or 60 employees over there right now that are, that are manufacturing and we haven't had to lay off a single person because Pete stayed that weekend. Excuse me. He stayed late on Friday. He was there, face coverings, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, a week later we'd shut down our, our jeans line to make more masks. And then later a couple of days, we had shut down our boots manufacturing and now the entire factory at that time was making masks and, uh, and shields. It's, um, it's pretty crazy. And, and doing that has allowed us to obviously, uh, number one, give back to our community, provide our local hospital network, uh, our local sheriff's department. And then of course we've, we've provided them to all of our consumers. Um, and then, keep our commitment to our staff, which is to not lay anybody off at all. And, and that's what we've been able to do. And it was a great pivot. And uh, yeah, I think that's just more of the same of the kind of that ethos that, that kind of, you know, made America what it is, is that ingenuity uh, and perseverance and to be able to adapt. And uh, it's a pretty awesome story. Uh, that you guys have been able to do that throughout this, that like you said, is, is both uh, empowering to your employees so you didn't have to do anything negative. And then also equipping others with the needed materials and yeah. seeing some value in it. Um, and I think it just kind of goes to, to how you started with, or origin started with the jujitsu geese, and then you're doing supplementation <laughs> that yeah. don't necessarily seem correlated, but seeing that connection point, um, and seeing you guys evolve to other areas. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we evolved, like you said, we started with jujitsu geese, uh, being the only company and the first company in, in America to manufacture these, these uniforms for Brazilian jujitsu to rolling out these different products as our manufacturing uh, capacity expanded. Then we launched the nutritional division. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years, Pete's first big move outside of 
our combat sports and nutritional sector was um, the jeans, the denim blue jeans, American-made denim blue jeans. And then onto the boots line where we had to add a third uh, manufacturing facility and, you know, the constant evolution. And, and, and some people, like you said, it's, it's very different. I mean, jujitsu geese and, and, and leather, you know, boots, very different. Jujitsu right. geese and nutrition, very different. But it all comes from the same, whether you call it ethos or, or, or mission, it all comes from the same thing. And that's uh, manufacturing in America without compromise from an American supply chain, as well as the alignment with our nutrition, which is not using any artificial ingredients, not using um, sugar and, and things of, of that nature. And of course, using uh, efficacious dosages of, of key ingredients backed by science. It's just a commitment to a higher standard. So when you put all those things behind that test, you run them through that filter, I, I don't see us not making anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, limit. Yeah, I mean, really, it's one of those things people are like, well, what are you going to do next? Or is there anything you won't do? I mean, at this point, I would say, no, there's not something that we won't do. I mean, there's things that wouldn't, would, would be really outside of the box, but yeah, um, you never know, you know, in 10 or 20 years, you don't know. So do you have something that's kind of near term that you're looking at, at least from a supplementation nutritional standpoint? Cause there's a lot of talk of, like you said, there's new things coming up all the time. Some of it's snake oil. Some of it has some validity. Yes. CBD is the big talk of the town right now yep. getting pumped everywhere. Is that something you guys are evaluating or anything along those lines? Like not to pigeonhole it down that path, but. Well, I would not to go down because we could go down a huge CBD rabbit hole. Yeah. And, and I don't want to do that. But what I would say is this, I think that it has its purpose. I, I do. I think it has its purpose. Uh, like any natural ingredient that has been shown to help people. I think that if people find a benefit from it, then absolutely continue to use it. I don't think that there's any major negative side effects from it that have been documented uh, that are, are to be of concern. But for me, a lot of the literature is still very early. I'm waiting for this to come back in human models. I'm waiting for these things to come back for us to say, uh, yes, absolutely, we need to start integrating this into our product line or we need to launch you know, new products CBD focused uh, on a, on a human basis. I will say though, that we recently acquired a, uh, a canine based nutritional line and product line, and we will be rolling that out sometime this year with some uh, new products. One of the products on that line that has phenomenal reviews uh, is uh, a CBD product for dogs. And, um, you know, there's more science-based literature around, you know, animal studies than there are human studies when it comes to CBD. Yeah. So do I think it's beneficial? I think for people that are taking it or people that want to try it, I think there's very little to no risk. If you find a benefit, take it. If you don't find a benefit, try something else. It just depends on what you're using it for. You know, some people are using it for anxiety. Some people are trying to use it for, um, uh, to reduce inflammatory uh, responses. Right. It really just depends, and, and we could talk about a number of those things, uh, but it's it's really dependent on the specific use you're going to try and use it for. Yeah. But we and, won't necessarily launch a line right now for yeah. it. Yeah, and you kind of hit on an underlying point, too, what, no matter what you're talking about in nutrition and, and wellness is, you know, we're all kind of, I've said this on another episode, but where we dug into nutrition is we're all kind of walking chemistry sets, and so not everything is going to affect everybody the same way. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's not valid food or supplements, but it's just how your body responds to that catalyst. Absolutely. That couldn't, that couldn't be more true. Everybody's body is going to, to metabolize and react different to all different types of ingredients. I mean, we know it does it with food, right? Mm-hmm. You know, some people have uh, lactose intolerance and some people have gluten sensitivity or allergy or, um, or, or our celiac, you know, it's everybody's body and chemistry is completely different and you need to find what, uh, works best for you. 
And until we have, you know, there's some pop-up companies that have like uh, claimed DNA testing for for your for what diet you should be on, yeah. or, you know, and and I've seen some of them talk about that with like the very early on, some of them saying that about nutrition. Based on my, you know, based on my knowledge and my research, there's it's very early to to just take that and and run with it fully. I still think you need to find what's best for you and 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 give it an honest try too when you do it. A lot of people they take uh, ingredients and they'll look for, you know, this miracle, uh, reaction in their body in, you know, a 24 or 48 hour window where there's certain ingredients like Bacopa that we know take four weeks to show the effects for. Yeah. Uh, but when you do consistently take that ingredient for four weeks, it has been known to, to reduce cognitive decline, show cognitive improvement, enhance things like response and memory and, and such like that. So, um, you really got to know what you're taking and how to take it before you can, you, you um, did mention, you did mention if there's anything coming down the pipe. Yes. Uh, and, and there is, and we're launching a new line. Uh, so we have the drinks, obviously. So we started off with supplements uh, and then we launched into the energy drinks. And it, based on everything I've said, some of your listeners are probably like energy drinks. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a healthy nutritional supplement disguised as an energy drink. What I mean is, and I'll say they taste phenomenal. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and what, the, what I mean is it has a transparent label. It has real ingredients with um, efficacious dosages. It has no artificial anything. It's sweetened with monk fruit only. It's pasteurized, so there's no preservatives. Um, I just don't think you're going to find another, quote, energy drink like it on the market at least right now. And then of course there's only um, 95 milligrams of caffeine and there's a one to one ratio of caffeine to theanine, meaning it's a very, very balanced energy level. You're not going to get a spike of energy and crash. Um, You're going to be very, very focused or you should be. That's the plan. Yeah. Cause you've seen a lot of the other ones. They're just like five, five cups of coffee in this like mouthful. of. It's crazy. Yeah. So the FDA is out. Yeah, the FDA's recommended daily amount of caffeine is 400 milligrams or less, which 400 milligrams is a lot of caffeine in a, in a day. And some of the top energy drinks right now are three, 350, and 400 milligrams per can, per can. And there's people consuming three or four of those in a day. That is not healthy, and that, yeah. is, I, that is dangerous. You, yeah. you should not be consuming caffeine on those levels. So... Um on the product line, and this is the rest and recovery. So we're focused on how to, you know, rejuvenate the body and recover Absolutely. the body. So you guys have a couple, I think products that cover that domain, right? We do. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, our number one product, like our flagship product is joint warfare. Like that, that is our number one flagship product. We sell more of it than anything. The testimonials and the reviews, um, you can go on the website, read the reviews, uh, if you're curious if they're real, you can go to Amazon where you can't fake reviews and you can read all those reviews. Um, it is a five-star product because it works. Uh, people, uh, it's also, I believe, our number one or two most subscribed to product. So people subscribe to it on a monthly basis. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not an overly complex formula, but it's a formula with real dosages of ingredients that are known and have been shown to work on the key factors for joint health. Uh, most importantly, number one, reduction of inflammation. Like that is important. If your joints are sore, it's likely because they are inflamed. Even if it's a physical injury and it's not just an inflammatory response, if a, fig- if a physical injury has happened or is aggravated from an old injury, it's likely inflammation. If you can reduce that inflammation, you can reduce the pain and you can get back to your activities. It's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know, there's other ingredients in there. They're going to help, help support collagen function, uh, increase mobility and things like that. But at the end of the day, a powerful anti-inflammatory uh, formula is, is what it's focused around. Awesome. So coming up on time here and uh, one of the close out with a few personal questions. So what are you reading right now? 
Oh man. So I don't read, um, a ton of books to be honest with you. I, I do a lot of audiobooks. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I try and get in as much as I can in, in a 24 hour period. And, and it's interesting too, because I, I tried to catch a couple of your podcasts and, and obviously it's the rest and recovery podcast. And if you were to follow Jocko, you would think like this dude doesn't rest and recover. <laughs> and the point of a lot of the products that we formulated for him was to provide him with recovery so that he can continue to push and push and push. And, and he does get sleep. That's a, a <laughs> um, goes to bed at one, wakes up four. Opposite to uh, popular belief. Yeah. Uh, been known to, to get up at four thirty and, and go back down, um, for, for more rest. But, uh, as far as what I'm reading, oh man, I'm always reading new literature. I'm always trying to figure out, is there a new study or a new ingredient or something that's going to come into the industry that's going to be revolutionary? Uh, or is there an old, you know, 10,000 year old ancient herb that has yeah. been underutilized or understudied that hasn't been um, truly given you know, a, a chance to be a key component in a formula that we could use for someone's benefit. So, um, that's Medical what, I'm, that's what I really dive into the most Yeah, is, uh, the scientific literature. So cool. I'm always reading those over and over again. Awesome. Yeah. So what are you listening to right now? Music or podcast? You know, I go back and forth. Uh, like I said, I do some, uh, audio books. I do some podcasts. I do some music. I would say I spend uh, between pod uh, between um, podcasts and, and music. Like I go back 50, 50. Uh, obviously I listen to Jocko's podcast. Um, I listen to uh, the Mike drop podcast from uh, Mike Ritland. I listen, which is a little bit vulgar for your audience. So just to give them a heads up there. I've never heard of that one, but I'll check it out. It's a little bit raw. <laughs> um, and then some, some jujitsu friends have podcasts. I try and catch those. Um, but when I'm, when I'm doing music, I typically, uh, I, I listen to a wide variety of stuff first off, but I can't focus. I can't listen to music with lyrics and actually continue to read, but I prefer to read with some music going on. So I actually listen to a lot of like, uh, mellow, uh, electronic type music with like, a just, you know, like the, the beat melodic or yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, in the background, low while I'm reading. But if I, I can't read and actually hear lyrics at the same time, my brain yeah. just doesn't function like that. So I play that stuff subtly in the background while I'm doing a lot of reading. Cool. Uh, okay, so what is your go-to rest and recovery method? Oh, man. Uh, getting enough sleep is absolutely the most important. I will be the first to say that I don't sleep enough because we are pushing at a rapid, rapid pace here. Like we, we just, we push at a rapid pace. I use one of our sleep products constantly. I feel like it helps me get more hours in. I I feel like it helps me get eight hours in six. Um, and, and that's huge hack for us. Like, uh, all of us use it. We love it. But in reality, we don't get enough sleep. One, thing that I've always believed in. And it was uh, validated actually by a tweet that I saw Dr. Rhonda Patrick share. And that was a study showed that even if you don't get enough sleep Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, if you sleep in one day a week, you will negate almost all of the negative effects that you get long-term, mostly meaning cognitive decline and physical decline uh, and, and the, uh, the negative aging effects from lack of sleep, you will negate those effects from sleeping in just one day a week. So one of my hacks is I try and sleep a good eight to 10 hours, like on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah. And yes, the rest of the week I will get five to six hours of sleep, but that one day I'm just, boom, I'm back to normal. Yeah. Just let your body just wake up whenever you wake up exactly. on the alarm clock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, a previous episode, I think it was episode four, we had uh, a sleep coach and he really broke down a number of things and different, like you said, hacks and, 
you know, you hear this debate on back and forth on quality quantity and they're both valid, but like you kind of said the six and and eight kind of thing or eight Mm -hmm. and six, I should say. Um, that quality is almost higher than quantity. And it goes back to, to the nutritional elements is we're all individual. We respond differently to, but there's an optimal range of sleep. Yeah. Quality is absolutely more important than quantity. In my opinion, like you could sleep eight or 10 tossing, turning hours, but like, how good do you feel now? If you sleep a solid six and you are out like narcotic out, (laughs) you you are going to wake up and you're going to be like, okay, I feel refreshed. Yeah. And, uh, and that's important. Uh, I would like, if I was going to give a recommendation to people, I would say, um, the things that probably your sleep coach talked about, you know, like, you know, turning your phones off or turning the blue light off, things like that. Yep. Um, I am a huge proponent of not using melatonin. There's a lot of natural ingredients out there. I'm not going to sit here and pitch our products, but there's a lot of natural ingredients out there that can increase your body's natural melatonin because when you um, ingest uh, exogenous melatonin, your body is going to reduce its own production, just like any other hormone. Right. So if you're administering hormones into your body, regardless of what they are, your body's natural production will be halted. So it is important to, to not do that, especially long-term. So, yeah. Well, Brian, uh, grateful for the time, man. Uh, it was a great conversation digging deep into the nutrition and, um, appreciate what you and Pete are doing at origin and, you know, just the made in the USA mindset. Um, anywhere and everywhere possible. It's just, uh, I think American ingenuity grit and, uh, it's, it's fun to watch you guys, uh, on the outside looking in. So, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. All right. Take care. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode. Lots of great practical tips covered here today. And if you know someone who could get some value out of this episode, please share. Be super grateful. Uh, We're all about being well and improving our our life. And so if someone can get value out of this, please remember to uh, subscribe, review, and share. Again, grateful for you. Remember, be rested, be well.